Well, in today's episode, we have the beautiful Watara joining us from LA. She is a dancer, actress, and model. Watara, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good, darling. You're glowing. Tell me about you. Oh my gosh, where do I begin? Yeah, you basically covered it. I am an actress, I'm a model, and I'm also a uh, commercial dancer, as well as a singer-songwriter. I'm going to release an album later on this year, hopefully. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. How have you found your journey combining? Like, do you feel like everything works hand in hand? Like, like the acting, the dancing, the modeling? I feel like since my primary focus is acting, everything that I do contributes to it. Like, absolutely. And I think because acting is so personal and it involves like your mental state, your emotional, all that, like it literally is like your body is your vessel. So it definitely contributes to the modeling and dancing aspects too, because it gives more intention behind it. I love it. I love it. How would you in your career and knowing that you focus on so many things, what would you say to the individual about trusting the process? Ooh, I think that whatever feels right, like if you are working on a project that you just know is working out for you and it feels like you're doing something really great and the intention, like your goals behind it, like what your message is, is really strong. That's how you know you should trust the process. And say for individuals that kind of like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. My goals and I feel like I'm not getting on anywhere. Everyone's so ahead in the game than me. I'm not having a break. I don't know what's going on. Money is slow. I haven't done a big major act. What would you say to that individual? I think first and foremost, focus on yourself. Like comparison is definitely the worst thing you can do. It's definitely you against you. You know, like you are like who you're striving to be like you can't be anyone else and it's such a personal business like you are marketing yourself you are working with yourself so if you are constantly comparing it will show through your work and it will obviously come off as like inauthentic and fake because of that so I would first say like focus on you like whatever insecurity you have you got to get that out of the way or like fake it till you make it at least you know like those little steps definitely make it a long way and definitely help your journey. And then from that, I would say if it's money, that's an issue for you, which it is commonly with people that are pursuing the arts, definitely create something that will make sure that you feel financially safe and secure, whether it be a side hustle or having a job during that time frame while you're still like foundationally setting yourself up. And then once you're ready to leave that job to pursue it full time, then do that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I see plenty of my friends do that path as well. Um, And I know like, it's like, you don't really want to do that, but you also have to make sure that you are stable to be able to fund your creative passions. I love that you said, I love that because it's the reality. Like at the end of the day, you need to look after yourself. At the end of the day, we do have to pay bills. We do have those responsibilities and we're just kind of juggling. And I love how real you was about it because sometimes maybe we do need that side hustle. Maybe it has to be, for example, depending on what you do, it has to be all last or be showing up, showing up so that we can network or go into events or supporting other people and just whatever that may be or getting in the environment or tapping into the energy. How big is personal brand? It's everything. It's literally how you find your niche, how you market yourself, how you create your brand deals, how you even get anyone to even be remotely interested in your projects. Because if you're coming off again, like your authentic authenticity is key. Like if you're coming off as fake, then people will recognize that and they don't want to deal with that because then they'll find someone that's real that fits in that same niche or market that you're going for. And it'll be a lot easier for them to sell whatever you're trying to work with. So yeah, because like, honestly, at the end of the day, it is a business too. So if you're not promoting a product that can actually be taken into account for, then they're not going to want to work with you. I love it. I love it. For the person that that's kind of very creative, very passionate, but is slacking on the branding on the marketing they're like you know what my thing is just the same my thing is just model but I don't really know how to go about this what baby tips would you give them I mean there's still some like branding and marketing they can do on their end like for example if you're a singer what is your stamp 
you know, like what, what makes you stand out from the other singers that are currently out doing their thing, you know, like, do you sound like everyone or do you have something specific that sets you apart? So if I hear your song, I'm like, oh, this is whoever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and same thing with artists, painters, like everyone has still that creativity that ultimately shows who they are and that's their branding you just have to make sure that you push that forward enough so that people can recognize it as well wow that is real that is so so real because I feel like some people just instead of wanting to stand out they just want to blend in we're be for whatever it be where it be insecurity where it be they just want to be accepted where it be pressure so I love what you're saying how big has mindset discipline and consistency been in your path oh wow yeah it's it honestly defines the like majority of your work. Cause like some days you can definitely pull off like, Hey, yeah, I'm okay. And you fake it. But when you get home, that's where it really sets in. Like you, you definitely have to take those days to rest. And for me, I'm definitely the type that goes into those burnout phases because I like overwork myself. Cause I'm yeah. definitely a workaholic. I know this for sure. And I don't recommend that at all. Like it's, it's dangerous. Not- it's dangerous. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, I know we're really much into that like hustle culture at this point in time, but at the same time, when you relax, there's a lot of creativity that could come through that relaxation time. And you could really stimulate those ideas that you wouldn't necessarily get if you're running around and like really pushing yourself, you know? So everything contributes to it. So I feel like a balance is really key. And again, like no comparisons, like, and if you are comparing it, make sure it's in a positive manner. I see a lot of people be like, oh, I deserve this because this person's doing this kind of thing. But instead, like use it as a way of being like, oh my gosh, my friend is succeeding. That's so great. What can I do so I can succeed like them, you know, like where it's like, like a a positive switch on it. If you are going to be comparative. So, cause I think a lot of insecurity stems from the outsource, like the sources we receive, like whether it be social media or like your friends talking about what they're doing. And that's where it gets a little bit too competitive. And going back to that same point of you versus you, mm-hmm. it's definitely something to keep in mind constantly. Cause you may not notice that you're being comparative at some points too. So like just making sure that you stay focused and like you're really supporting yourself as if you're your own friend cheering you on is a really big point. I love it. I love it. With regards to burnout, how do you know your limits? Because some people, if they don't know it and they're like, no, 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 I I need to kind of have a get out of the side hustle. I'm tired of where it be the dog walking, the babysitting. It's like, I need to do more. I need to push more. I need to hustle more. I need to, how do you know when to, for a person that may not know, how do you know when you like, it's, it's danger zone now, we're getting into the heat and I feel like it really depends on like the person's situation, like if they are working a full time job, or whether they're doing just full time, whatever passionate pursuit they're doing creatively, as their career as well. I think that definitely contributes because at least in a traditional job, you have a set time frame of yeah. when you're working. And on the creative side, it's all over the place. Like for me, since I only do this, like I don't have a traditional nine to five or anything, it's constantly changing timeframes for what I'm doing, where I'm at, and I'm all over the place. Like each week is different. So I really think the thing to be really aware of is how much change is going on. And once you realize how much change is happening with you, like whether you're constantly on a move or you have a set schedule, that is where you kind of figure out where your burnout is coming from. Like in my, in my case, like if I feel worn out or my brain is getting kind of like foggy and I just feel that overwhelmed tension coming from inside, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really close to burning out here. I am already burned out, whatever it is. But like, if I had, for example, a set schedule, on the other hand, if I like feel like, okay, you know, I'm more fatigued than usual compared to last week, you know, like there's like, there's some like commonalities that you could be more comparative with in that kind of scheduling. So I think that, but also just really being aware of like how your body is feeling in comparison with your mind, because like, yeah, your mentality is one thing, but also like 
sometimes your body and your mind are not correlating. That's hard. It's hard to recognize. It's hard to recognize. Yeah. But like when you're like, wow, like I'm barely able to get up, like I'm so exhausted, but your mind is running. That could also be a sign of burnout for sure. Cause like I've dealt with that plenty of times where I was like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. And then my body's like, you're not getting out of bed, (laughs) you know? So I think like based on your schedule, but like also just really keeping that awareness of like where you're at. And like, that's something like you could get help with for sure, but it's also very much individualistic too, like to find your limits. Cause some people, they don't want to work super hard. They don't want to go and um, do like hustle culture yeah. and that's completely fine. And they, they get more worn out than people that do like that kind of culture. Yeah. So that's also another thing to be considerate of. I love it. I love it. How have you in your schedule? How have you, have you always been really good at adapting to change or did you learn? Like, did you learn to adapt to change? I personally have always embraced change. Okay. I feel like I, I really loved it. However, it is still something that I constantly have to work through because as much as I love it, it is exhausting. Yeah. And it's definitely something uncomfortable because at least on my end, nothing is consistent. Yeah. Like nothing is the same every day, unless I'm working on a set where I'm like filming a project for like three months and I'm with the same cast and you know, all that. Other than that, everything is always changing around me. Like my week this week is completely different than last week. So I feel like I could say, oh yeah, I definitely had it from the get-go, but honestly, I definitely learned in the process. It's definitely like a trial and error thing. And it's really big on time management as well. Cause if you can't balance your time, it really gets you later because then you're like really running for your life and that is not healthy for sure (laughs) what what would your like week look like like so for the person that that looks up to you that's like you know what I want to be a dancer I want to be an actress I want to be a model like these are my passions I'm multi-passionate what would like when we get to that stage what would the ideal you know the routine because now you're doing it you're working on different projects you're you know you have these things going on for the individual that that wants to get into it what would their routine look like Ooh, okay so my schedule again it fluctuates so much but I first and foremost I'm working on like whatever set like whatever bookings I get first and I figure out where those go in my weekly time slots you know like if I'm working Monday to Thursday or if it's just like two days that week whatever it is and then from there, I figure out my time frame around that. Oh, yeah. So the bookings come first because, you know, you're working with other people, yeah. like it's a paid job, blah, blah, blah. And then I, for example, I'm working on my album right now. So I have one day I'm in the studio okay. and then I'm also going to a lot of PR events because yeah. it's just like my point of my career where I'm at, yeah. where I'm getting invited to those things. So it's like, figuring out the time frame, I'm like, okay, I can go to this PR event this night and then work on the studio session in the morning, the next day. And then also finding time where I still have to work on my image and everything too, because that's part of it. Like your, your body, your vessel is, is ultimately like what you are presenting. So it's like your mentality, your physicality, everything. So like, I have to go to the gym. I have to spend time just like relaxing you know so just everything planned out like okay this is what I'm doing today and then sometimes things change on you randomly and you got to be flexible and that's where it's like okay do I have anything backed up for that day or okay I get to relax now or oh this changed to this day can I fit that in so it just depends and then if there's like any rehearsals like because I'm a dancer too so it's like all right, so if those are at night this day, well, I'll be too worn out the next day physically to do this, you know? So everything just kind of has their own little time slots. I don't know if that really answered your question. No, but- no, no, it, it, it really did because that's the reality. You have to go to PR events. You have to network. You have to speak to people. You have to do the marketing. Then you have to work on your other projects. You're going to launch an album. Um, how do you keep up with everything? How do you look after your mental health? I think just constantly checking in with myself like I know a lot of people say like journaling and everything but I think journaling is definitely a really helpful tool because like even scientifically they've proven like if you write something down you remember it more so 
if you're just writing down or even in your phone, if you're just typing in your calendar, I think that's really nice because then you have something to like mentally look at, um, like visually. And I think besides that, just, I don't know, affirming yourself every now and then just being like, Hey, you know, you did a lot this week. Just like just thinking to yourself, you know, like talking to yourself, like you're your friend because, I know that for me, I have a tendency to just like rush by things like, okay, next, what am I doing? And then I'll be like, wait, am I doing enough? And I think that's such a hard thing to break out of like that, kind, you know, like that, that like success, like thirst for like, it's close to an addiction because you don't know when to stop. And then it's only when we get close to burnout and our body's like shutting down and it's like, hell no. And you're still, you still want more. You still want to go get it. And it's like, you need to physically rest now because when we're not doing anymore. Right, exactly. So like when I'm in that kind of zone, I just have to be like, hey, you know, like this week you did X, Y, and Z and that's a lot, you know? And then sometimes your friends will tell you you're doing a lot and that's great. It makes you feel good, but you really have to tell yourself that just so you know it, you know, where it's like genuinely ingrained in you because it's like some people respond well to like validation from others. And you're like, Oh, that makes me feel good. But like, when you say it to yourself, it's like kind of showing that love for your work. And it's, it's giving yourself that self-love that, that you genuinely need to hear, I think in comparison like if you write it down being like you know you did this and that's really profound because a year ago you wouldn't have been able to do that just like having that kind of mental time stamp I think that like makes your pro like progression even more grat like it's a beautiful yeah it's a a beautiful reflection because you just realize and you're like wow I've come so far like this is what I've done or this is how I've changed things to better suit me if you're able to reflect and and see things from a from a different perspective I love it um knowing where you are now understanding yourself in the process to in the beginning how has that evolved oh it's changed it's like a complete 180 yeah because I think everyone when they first start out they deal with those common things of like insecurity and and comparison and inability to manage time because it's so different because at least with a traditional job it's very like to the point you know what you're getting into you know what you need to do to progress in your career like you get this degree and then you get promoted through the ranks of your work you know but like in our field like where it's like creatives there's no direct way to get from a to b like if you ask anyone that's working now, everyone has a different story. Like no one has the same thing. No one's like, oh yeah, I went to college and then this, like it's all kind of like all over the place. And some people did go to college and that's what happened, you know, but some people don't. And it's completely different ends of the spectrum there. So I think my mentality has changed a lot. And I think because I'm working with myself so frequently that I've become a healthier person mentally and like just overall more wholesome, like where I definitely feel like a more well-rounded person because I have to address myself so often, but it could also go the other way for people, unfortunately, where they come in super healthy and positive and they end up going down a rabbit hole instead because they don't take accountability for themselves and they get stuck in those problems that everyone addresses in the beginning stages and those problems can follow through like later on in your career like it's like it's a constant process so just my way of handling issues in general has definitely become stronger wow and just like yeah like my awareness for myself a hundred percent and and that's an asset that's an asset to you mentally spiritually emotionally because when you are going through conflict when you are going through obstacles when you are going through challenges then it's like you just check in and this is like well this is me this is where we are this is what we are feeling this is what we are reflecting and this is what we are learning from it and then some people fail to do that and that's where we see certain things go down where it be like going down into career or sometimes auto destruction as well depending on 
on the situation or um, or where we are heading establishing oneself as a content creator and artist how do we take it from say for example if we didn't go to college say for example if we we have a passion we're attending classes we get an agent how would would you go by intuition or like what do we do like in regards to getting an agent or like oh like or like as in in your career did you just like you go for a role right would right. it like how does it work oh just like the whole process of auditioning um so yeah training is definitely a foundation I don't okay. think anyone should skip it whatsoever like even if you are the most talented person ever it's definitely something you can learn from you can learn from a beginning class you can learn from an advanced class it doesn't matter what stage of your career you're in all of the people that have reached the highest levels of their career have training and they continuously train because they want to keep learning it's mm -hmm. it's that passion for learning and that also that like ultimately brings more to your craft and i think that is so important so when people tell me that they they don't think they need to train anymore Ooh. it kind of sets a little red flag for me yeah. per like um just personally and if you can't afford it that's fine you could always do it later but just like have that awareness, like you should do some kind of training. Like, I think that definitely helps someone go farther in their career because other people are checking on their work. And if you didn't go to school for it, that's completely fine too. It's not like something you have to go to school for. I definitely, I went to university where I did study it for a bit and I think it really helped me foundationally. But I wouldn't say it's for everyone. And it really depends on where they go to study and everything. It's just like picking the right teachers, regardless if you're in university, if you're in class, acting class, whatever class it is. Like if you find something that's going to be beneficial to you, by all means, please do it. And honestly, it doesn't even have to be an acting class. Like if you have a nine to five job, you can learn so much about yourself and your craft through daily life. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be involving acting because a lot of the roles you play are going to be with normal jobs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So those things definitely contribute to it. Like there's a lot of jargon that go with specific jobs and all that. But anyways, regardless, I think after or while you're training, whatever your point of your career is at, you will find your team that will help you get to the next levels of your career like in different ways like there's not like a set way to get a manager or an agent like some people they go through services some people get it through recommendations some people find their agent at a coffee shop just talking mm. to them randomly you know like it's like sometimes they don't even know they're an agent till much later and they're like oh I'm an actor looking for blah blah, blah. and they're like oh well I'm an agent I'd love to sign you you like you never know it's like kind of all over the place and like of course you could self-submit to agencies please look up how they take their submissions of course you know like don't blow up their phone if they're like only hard copy submissions yeah it's like do your research that's all like that's the primary thing it's like you're not going to get far if you go into things blindly you have to do your part it's not like it's all glamour there's a lot of hard work there's a lot of like labor that goes into it and a lot of like mundane tasks that no one wants to do like you have to have a resume you have to get your headshots you have to do it well, all this other stuff you know yeah, it's not just yeah, like okay, I did it. I'm on the red carpet now. Like, it's like, there's so much. And even being on set is a lot of work. So getting to that point, if you make it there, amazing, congratulations. But it's still work when you get there. It's not easy. So as long as you're really willing to put in that work for it, because it is a long journey and it's not a sprint at all, it's definitely a marathon then you will get progression and you will do well. I love that you said that and you went into so much detail because sometimes we just want the good bits, you know? We just want the highlights. We just like, just give me the nice bits. Let me just glamour up. I want to be in the show. I want to, but then there's, there's so much to it. Say, for example, when you're on set, what do the days look like? 4 a.m., 5 a.m.? Yeah, so it depends on what we're filming. So that could really depend for call time purposes. Uh, a lot of the time it does start super early. So I could be there at 5 a.m. I could also be there for a night shoot. So I could be coming in at 6 p.m. and leaving at 6 a.m. Like it oh. is 
all over the place. Yeah, it's insane. Some days are super short, depends on what role you have in the production. If you're working crew, if you're working as an actor that has like one line, like everyone has different times they gotta be there. Um, if you're the lead, you're pretty much there the majority of the time. Okay. Uh, and most days uh, as a lead are gonna be probably like, it's gonna be like eight hours, 12 hours. Like I've been there for 14 before. It's, you're there, you're gonna be there. And like, I think you have to be ready to rush and then wait a lot. That's yeah. one thing that comes up, at least on the acting side yeah, yeah. constantly, because you never know when they're going to need you on set. And you have like a ton of lines to go over your script, of course. Uh, food is provided. So it's not like you're going to be having to rush off somewhere to get your food. But yeah. And also you work with different people all the time. Like, unless you're on like a TV show or a film where it's the same crew the entire time, yeah. like it'll switch up. So unless you're like a, like a recurring character, the people that like will honestly be there, the like throughout the process are like your, your co-stars and potentially the director and cinematographer and whoever they have underneath them, if they decide to keep them the whole time. Cause some people go and do different projects. So it's also different locations constantly too, unless you're in like a film or project that's like in one specific yeah. location the whole time, like the office where they're like always there unless they go somewhere for like lunch or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just that. And then there's a lot of setups. So lighting and figuring out blocking for an actor takes a very long time. Well, what's blocking? What, what, what does that mean? So blocking is like the where the person is going in the scene like if they're walking somewhere if they're running like it's their choreography in a sense okay you know? yeah yeah like, so if they walk down the hall that's their blocking or if they walk over pick up a coffee cup and then they go down the hall to the left that's their blocking okay or if they start a dance like all that is considered blocking okay yeah so there's a lot that goes into it. So they have to practice the scene. Obviously they have to make sure that the acting is what they want, but then also they have to make sure that the blocking looks good on camera. So it's like, you'll probably do the scene over and over and over again. Like most scenes are not just a one take wonder. <laughs> so be ready, especially emotionally for that. Cause if it's like a really dramatic scene and you have to be crying or like not necessarily crying, but like if you're gonna be overwhelmed or something you're gonna probably have to do it more than once and plenty of time so yeah how have you found muscle memory like is like say for example learning your lines how have you found that I think it's really uh you you kind of just get used to how quick it is okay I think but everyone has their own tricks for like memorizing lines for me I just have a, a pretty good memory so that hasn't been as much of an issue for me at least okay. but I think that when you have the blocking too and you're in costume it kind of just flows a lot better oh, of course. Like, oh, if like it, it feels very real yeah especially when you get to the set then you're like okay so this is where I'm going and I say this line as I walk this way got it you know because then those like they're like mental time stamps too of like okay I'm here and then I go this way and I say this to this person. Like it kind of makes it easier to put it all together. Cause like when you're memorizing your lines outside of that, you're not really going with the other actors. Like you usually don't have rehearsals with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So like when you're there with them, everything becomes more real. You're like, okay, now it all makes sense. So it's like doing your preparation. So when you get there, you can really play. I love it. I love it. Wow. That is so, so exciting. Otara, how big is goal setting within your career? Gossip uh um no 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 we can talk about gossip i love the thing what did you say i didn't goal, hear you goal setting wait one more time sorry what goal setting can you hear goal me setting. Yeah. Oh, okay. i thought you said gossip for some reason um goal setting yeah i think everyone has it everyone definitely does it and i think it's definitely a healthy way to keep track of your progress too if you do it in a way that benefits you so like I think a lot of people come into creative, like, you know, just endeavors with really huge goals and that's awesome. But if you don't have a kind of step-by-step -step goal process too, 
then it will be really overwhelming to have those bigger goals. And you might feel like a failure at some points because you're not accomplishing them that quick. You know, like you don't want it to be something out of reach. You want it where you have those stepping stones to ultimately get to the bigger mountain. You know what I mean? So I think just taking it day by day and recognizing how much you accomplish is just way more effective. Do you, do you have a, do you go to therapy? Do you go to counseling? I don't currently, I would love to. I think it is so healthy. I think that all of my friends that are in it have benefited so greatly. Uh, I just haven't found a therapist that has fit me yet, Yeah. but I definitely read like the self-help books and I definitely hear from my friends too, like what they get from their therapist. Oh. And it's interesting to hear it. Cause it's like, it gives you a different um, perspective on things and just having that openness to talk with people, like having those vulnerable conversations, I think have been like my own kind of therapy before therapy, if that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, just. I, I would love to, honestly, anyone who feels like the shame, because I feel like there's like a stigma behind therapy a lot of time, but it's been like getting less and less because of the mental After health. After COVID, girl, everyone needs therapy. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like now everyone is like super like open to it. And I love that. But if people are not like, I definitely recommend them to at least look into it because you never know how it could help you. So even if you feel like you're completely quote unquote healthy, I still think there's something that you can address for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I want to go to it so bad. <laughs> you seem very like mentally stable. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> yeah. I work in healthcare, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously I work in healthcare. So I meet a lot of people day in, day out. And then obviously I've done you're my 54th interview so obviously I meet a lot of people so obviously behind even like the body language the like you there's so many things to it that you they can see lessons learned from entertainment industry what has been the the most crucial lessons that you have learned most crucial lesson um in terms of growth in terms of eye-opening in terms of Oh, yeah. Okay. I think one thing that has been really apparent to me is that people are not always the people that you come into this business with are not going to be with you the whole time. Um, and I, I feel like it's kind of cynical to say it, but like, I've lost a lot of friends during the process okay. of like my career. And that's just because you, you grow through it. And because creative uh, careers are so personal it's kind of hard to keep those same relationships if the other people are not growing as well. Okay. Um, because that's, that's like, if you're, if you're growing and you're really seeing how your potential is going and other people are kind of staying in this like similar realm that maybe is harmful to you, you have to let it go at some point. And I think that's something that no one really talks about enough. And I think, also just the aware, like, as I said, like earlier, like the awareness that comes with this craft is really hard to take on. I've noticed that like, if you're in a traditional job, you don't have to work with yourself as often, yeah. like where it's so personal. So when you talk to other people, they may or may not completely understand where you're coming from yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah. And like, even though they may or may not understand they still will understand something to a degree because they're human yeah. so it's like don't isolate yourself either but also just know where everyone else is coming from because your work is so personal probably compared to like the average job so just having that like awareness of other people besides yourself too and like work on your emotional intelligence because I think that really benefits you in every aspect yeah. even if you're not in a creative like pursuit everything yeah. in yeah. your career the way you communicate with people the way you express your feelings the way if something you don't like because some people just switch and act so inappropriately it goes in everything in in a romantic relationship everything um everything. and as well emotional intelligence because say for example for me I'm very I'm very like I'm I'm basically the one that wants everyone to come with me like we're going through this and like you say some people make different decisions some people make choices and everyone has free will if someone does not want to grow 
like there's only so much you can take them it's like you can take the is it what's the saying the donkey to water but you can't make him drink make drink yeah yeah so that's it's so frequent you know like it, especially if there's things changing around you so quickly it's after a while you're like okay I can't do anything more than what I'm doing and I can only take accountability for myself at the end of the day and my relationship like what I'm contributing to the relationship with whoever it is that I'm talking to so at the other end of it there's nothing you can do and that's another thing because like people really love the idea of control and I think especially in a creative atmosphere it's really hard to find that balance of control and discipline so it gets a little rocky so I think that's like definitely the things that were like the hardest things to understand and like take in as a lesson but then also just like not getting stuck in one idea because just like anything in life like this industry is constantly changing and like the ways to do some things are completely different than what they were like 10 years ago and like there's some things that I was like oh I'll never do that or I'll do that way later in my career and I'm doing it now and I'm like oh okay (laughs) you know if I said this to myself a year ago I would have been like what no she's not gonna do that you know what I mean so you never know where you're gonna end up you just kind of have to roll with the punches on that you have to be flexible and that's a big thing to embrace I love it. I love it. Have you always been spontaneous, flexible, adaptable? Or or have you learned this as you go along? Because personally with me, I'm not spontaneous. And for me, for example, if obviously now I work for myself, so now my schedule, this is why I do interviews at 11 p.m. When you said, let's do it at the weekend, I was like, let's do this at 11 p.m. Because the schedule is hit and miss. I don't know what time I'm going to start. I don't know what time I'm going to end. I don't know if I'll be able to get off work on time to be able to make it so it's just a bit messy how how have you found it or is it just something natural in you I I feel like I I've always been a risk taker I think but I don't think I've been spontaneous like I definitely like I like to like calculate and be like okay this is what I'm doing you know like I like to know what's happening I think And I think that's helped me a lot with my career progression because I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing next. But I definitely took a huge risk because like you, like I, I used to work before trying to balance my time with my career that I'm doing currently and it was not working out. And so I took the risk of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to just pursue this full time. And at the time, like there was no guarantee of money at all. And I was genuinely scared for my life. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm probably going to be broke. You know, like it, it was really scary, but like I took the plunge. So I would definitely say I'm a risk taker and it helped me this far. So I feel like having a balance is really good of like spontaneity and planning, if that makes sense. What was you doing before, like in your, in your job? I used to work in luxury retail and that kind of helped me, I think too, because you deal with a lot of different types of people and that, kind oh. of you know, so it was overwhelming for sure. And like, you deal with people that know how to have that like social intelligence and people that don't, oh. you know, especially at that level of retail, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's cause like, you're like very personal with them. Like it's like clients coming in basically. So I did that for a long time. So I was trying to balance that with like my acting career that ultimately had my dance and now music in it too. And I'm modeling, of course, and like trying to do bookings and be on set while trying to work this job was, it wasn't working out. Like the timeframes were just on opposite ends and I would have to call off work so much. And then my boss like really loved me. So he was like trying to give me the opportunity because he was really supportive but then he's like you know like you're really coming off a lot and I'm like I know and I just had to put in my two weeks and just kind of full sun because if not then they're gonna get rid of you know like they're gonna get rid of me if I keep doing this so it's either I commit to this job or I just go for my creative aspects because it was just like so frequently so I just knew that was the time to leave 
Wow, that's it crazy. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy because sometimes it's hard to leave our comfort zone, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so familiar to us. But then at the other side of the comfort zone, that's where we grow. That's where, and and in that risk-taking lies freedom to a certain extent, right? Because now you're free to chase your goals, your dreams and your aspirations. But it's just jumping over the cliff and it's either you're going to fly or you're going to crash. But if you right. crash, then worst case scenario, you just go back and talk to your boss and say, hey, I'm back. <laughs> or just get a new job, you know? <laughs> it really depends. But like, yeah, like you don't know where it's going to go, but you're responsible at that point. So it's like you, I feel like if you're, in a job where you're like, okay, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to do my creative stuff. You really got to make sure, like, are you ready to take on that responsibility? Cause it's like, you're the CEO of your company at that point. So that it's a, it's a huge switch. Like you go from like working for someone to ultimately working for yourself, but also you are what you're working for like you're like you know like you are the business so it's really weird you're like oh shit now I gotta do this and that and And it's like I hope you have some kind of game plan going into it because if not you're gonna feel very lost yeah yeah. and it's it's hard to navigate for sure because everyone feels like they have advice for you so you kind of have to figure out which advice you want to take and it's not always the right advice like some people may want to give you advice and it's like okay but if I take your advice I'm not going nowhere because that that's not what that's not the way forward right right like some people they have like the best interest for you and that's fantastic but they don't know what will work for you because they're not you and that's another thing that comes with this compared to a traditional job because like in other aspects for like usually with traditional jobs are like I could give you this reference or you should work for this company if you want to move up and da, 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 like whatever it is and that makes so much sense and it's like amazing or like go back to school get your MA you could get bigger you know whatever it is but with with this path <laughs> it's kind of like besides your training and maybe potentially your your connections it's all based on you. So it, I just say like, really just see what feels right to you. Like advice wise. Cause I've heard everything (laughs) and a lot of it would have not worked for me. So yeah, trial and error is a great way too, but if you want to avoid that, just kind of see what really sticks with you and what doesn't, and that will probably help you out. I love it I love it I love it because sometimes like trial and error is good but we don't have enough time or or if if we're stuck on trial and error we might miss the opportunity that's thrown at you and because we're already stuck in here and we're unsure we may miss that one and that and then you had the right feeling for that one but you was unsure because yeah and then we get caught up in this little hamster wheel have you at any point have had to surrender in your career like surrendering and trusting the process oh absolutely (laughs) that's like the whole process to be honest because even at least with the acting side when you audition or even like dance stuff too but I feel like more primarily with acting when you audition you don't get feedback you're not told like yeah like you don't get like a you did great sweetie or like oh, that was terrible. You know, there's no one telling you what you did. Like the only thing you hear is if you get a callback, if there are callbacks or if you get booked and that's it. So you are sending out your self tape, which is like our audition tapes, or if you're in person, like auditioning, like that just goes out there. And that's, that's the extent of it. Unless your, your agent manager, whoever is on your team gets some kind of feedback from the casting directors, which doesn't usually happen because casting directors don't really have time to reach out to everyone because they're casting like 12 different projects, whatever amount of projects. at once. So like, that's not their focus. They're just trying to get this booked and they're on your side, like casting directors. They are, if they think you're fit for a role, they are Mm -hmm. vouching for you. Like they are not against you in any means at all. So, but yeah, you don't, you don't hear anything. How do you grow? Like if, if, if you don't get the feedback, how do you grow? Like how, how do you know? I feel like the best you can do is track your auditions and see who gets ultimately booked on what role if you can check that later like if it comes out the project you audition for it's under the same name and you see who it is like okay like 
what did they do? Or maybe the role changed, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, unfortunately, that like you can't control. Sometimes you'll be the best actor, but they may not choose you for it because of how you look compared to this person and they fit better with the rest of the cast, Okay, you know? It's like, or the chemistry is just different with this character. So like this person that was playing them. So they went with that person. Like, or it could sometimes, you know, it goes to a bigger name. Like the person, they they were like, oh, this actress, that's like a A-list, B-list, whatever. She wants to do the role. We gave her the offer. It happens. It's not constantly happening, but it does happen. So like, you kind of just need to see, okay, like your previous auditions compared to now, a year ago two years ago whatever it is however you check them see like what you're doing have other people see them at some points if you can if you feel comfortable and you know take class like foundationally that's what hell yeah. yeah yeah we need to yeah and like you kind of just know whether or not you're getting better too you know like if you look back on your old videos just like with anything like if you, you always record yourself obviously you have the tapes yeah. for audition but yeah and, and you can use that as a reflection, right? You could use it, yeah, because it's like, it's on your computer, you know, like, because we submit them online. So you could keep them in a file on your computer and look back on it later. Because I know when I started acting compared to now, I have definitely gotten better. Yeah. You know, like I've looked back at like some of the tapes. I'm like, oh, that's, I know I didn't get that for a reason. <laughs> you know, like, and some things, a lot of the things you audition for, like, it might not be for you. Like you might've fit look wise, but then like you read it, you, you do, you do your best with the audition, but it just doesn't fit. And the person they cast, it really fit. Mm-hmm. And that role was meant for them. And you just have to accept that and know that there's going to be a role meant for you. You know, it's like each job goes to someone. It could only go to one person. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, Batara, where's your name from? I love it. Oh, I'm half Persian. So it's like, like ancient Farsi. It's kind of crazy. Do you speak Farsi? <laughs> no, I don't. Girl, a- what's happening? I know. I need to. I love it. I love the food. <laughs> I love the yeah. food. Batara, what is your favorite book? My favorite book? Oh mm. my wow. That's so hard. I love reading. Anything that has stood out, anything that has fed your soul from a spiritual, where it be emotionally, mentally, or where it be emotional intelligence, where it be money habits, because that's that's a big one. When we're working for ourselves, money yeah. habits and, and learning, because when we're in a stable job, we know how much we're getting yeah but when we start working for ourselves one project can can pay more than another project and it's like you know sometimes we get a bit too excited and we're like ooh, and then it's like the next project you know is it's knowing that we may need savings or we may need to just take it steady sometimes absolutely yeah um I th- oh my gosh I think well for books overall I think the body keeps score is definitely up there it's like about trauma how it's like kept in your body and it's like that's not just for people that are like really like going through traumatic experiences like it could be like for people that don't even realize they have trauma there you know so I think that's a really great book I definitely recommend that to everyone because it's like really eye-opening and if you don't really have any trauma you have to address like it's good to know in regards to other people because it builds your emotional intelligence so that because that could really help you like with arguments too so it's like you don't get into them as easily because you realize people for what they're going through and then for finances there's the the book that has like uh you're you're a badass that lady that wrote the book she has a a green book about it about finances too and I really like the way she writes because it's kind of like holding yourself and your mindset accountable first in regards to money because there's so much like negative or overly positive connotation with money and I feel like there's like you have to address your mental state with the relationship of money first and then kind of like see like the pursuit of it afterwards because like that could really limit your opportunities and you don't even realize it so Mm. I think her book is fantastic I don't know the name of it it's like you're a badass that that, it's like there's a yellow book like that yeah and she has a green one and that one's like fantastic like I haven't read the yellow one so, so you recommend the green one definitely yeah, I haven't okay. read the yellow one yet, but I heard it's just as good. But the okay. green one is like specifically about money. 
So I definitely recommend that for everyone, even if you're not pursuing something creative, because it's like, it. it's eye-opening. Yeah. Because I didn't realize I had such like, I have different ideas about money than other people do, but your relationship with money is like primarily what will help you get to more opportunities. Wow. So addressing that first is so important. It is so important. It is so important because depending on, on what mindset, what relationship, you're either going to make more or, or you're either going to make more and you blow it or you're going to make more and you're going to grow in a way because you either invest or you feel, you know? Yeah, so, like you have to feel deserving of it too, you know? Like, because there's and some so people don't. Some people, and, and that's why they blow it and they give it away constantly. And you're just like, what are you doing? Anything happens, retirement comes, you have nothing to fall back on. Yeah, like there's a lot of negative connotation, like money is the root of evil and like money is this, money is that, like money equals greed. And it's like, I understand those concepts if they're used in that way, yeah. you know? So if you feel that way approaching money, then like, how are you going to be able to keep it, sustain it and ultimately make more, you know? So, because you can do a lot of good with money. It's just, you have to be able to make that mindset clear, yeah. established first, that that's your intention with it. Otherwise it could go south. So I think that's, it's definitely a great book to look at. Wow. I love it. I love it. What is your favorite movie? Oh no. <laughs> I feel like that's an even harder question. I, I am obsessed. Obviously I'm, I'm in film, but like, I'm definitely a cinephile for sure. Oh goodness. Oh wow. I have no clue what my favorite movie is off the top of my head, just because there's so many good ones. Yeah. I can definitely say that I love biopics um, where it's about like a specific person or like events that occur because I am just obsessed with like the the blend of nonfiction with some like dramatized fiction yeah. I think it's like really inspiring and you get to see like the process of someone's life in like a cinematic format it's just so beautiful you know because like there's documentaries and those are fantastic as well but I feel like through biopics you see more of their perspective so I'm obsessed with anything along those lines <laughs> but yeah I Gosh, I, I really don't know what my favorite film is. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. I'll get back to you on that one. Um, yeah. Knowing where you are now in your career, knowing that like you're so well mentally, like, you know, because it's not easy to be in the position you're in. It's not easy to constantly be changing. It's not easy to be in a position where you're surrendering, where you're accepting, where you're like, okay, my time's coming. Like maybe I didn't get the role. Maybe it's coming. And just to live in a position of abundance that no, there is, there is a part for everyone and mine's going to come too. What advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, I would say that the yeah like your time is coming kind of thing definitely the the idea of time I think is something I would definitely spend more time uh talking to myself about and thinking of because I definitely was trying to rush the process when I first started and people continuously do that and it's just that's something you have no control over yeah. but also like you will get there when it's time to get there because honestly, if I was at the stage I'm at currently when I first started, yeah. like if I tried to rush to that point, I, I would have gone through so much, like it would have not been good yeah. for sure because I was not ready for that, that amount of work, you know, and like the responsibilities and the possible like obstacles that came with it. Like there's no way I would have been ready for it because it is a process. Like it's a journey and you experience so much. You are exposed to so many different types of personalities, um, different environments, everything. Like it's not something you could just jump into and ultimately be a success because if you do without any support, especially from yourself, it is so overwhelming. Yeah. So I'm glad <laughs> that like, I haven't taken a long time with like, from where I started to now, like I haven't been working as long as probably other people. And I've accomplished a lot, I would say. But that's not to be comparative or anything. But that's just because I 
in my experience, I learned and I processed things and I took accountability for myself. And I think that's why I've been accelerated in my career. And, you know, so I think just taking it step by step based on what you can handle is so important. I love it. I love it. And accountability is a big thing. This is why people get coaches. This is why people get mentors. This is why... And even if we're going to do it ourselves, there's an element of responsibility to check ourselves in if we're doing it on ourselves. Like, what did you do? Why didn't you do it? You said you're going to do it. This is the deadline. Why didn't you meet it? Who do you admire? Who do you most admire? Oh my gosh. I admire so many people. And I think that's definitely helped me as well because there's so many people I look at and I'm like, wow, like you have really been through it like actresses like I I absolutely adore Kirsten Dunst I adore um, Amanda Seyfried and Viola Davis like uh, just a bunch of people like I I'm referencing specifically actresses because they're like people where I'm like okay like I saw you when you were doing this and now you're here you know like and it's just like as a woman it's a different um process I think in comparison to being a guy just this in general and um just because like we are looked at in a way where it's like we're sexualized a lot too you know so also that kind of like okay I see how you've grown and everything and just like seeing how they handle themselves in like the press and publicly like it's a it's interesting and um I think also what else inspires me is uh I love watching interviews I think they're like really telling of people and yeah like just seeing how they respond to certain things like like if someone's like hey you went through this issue like how how did that work out for you and then you hear their response I think that's so encouraging and inspiring Mm -hmm. because it makes them more human instead of like this idolized like person on a pedestal which they tend to do in media a lot so I really love watching interviews they always inspire me like I could watch any anyone in my field in an interview and still feel some kind of inspiration for sure yeah and I don't know I think people in my daily life always inspire me like I could see my friends going through something at work and they like really overcome it like if they had a, a nasty issue with a coworker or like or even like my mom you know like just her just existing yeah, it's just yeah, random yeah. people where they're like you know you've been through some stuff and I see you growing and thriving. And since I've been part of your journey and like observing that, I'm so happy and so proud of you. Like, and with that gratitude, I think you also become more inspired because you're like, oh, like, thank goodness, <laughs> you know, like it's not, you're not alone in the process. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so I love it. I love it. But even though you said that, not that many people will understand what you just said. Does that make sense? right right <laughs> because because it because it comes with an element of responsibility of um being open-minded of having a bit of grace on us um having not holding grudges forgiveness mm-hmm. um having empathy like it comes so much so even though we air this some people may not understand what you just said yeah it's it's something you you learn over time for sure and I think it's it comes from a place of understanding that you're not perfect but also understanding other people are not perfect and you embrace them completely for that and you definitely have to establish healthy boundaries like regardless and if people are disrespecting you and you confront those issues and and they continuously decide to disrespect you like then you know when to cut something off you know but if you are with people for like it doesn't even matter the like quantity or like you know time frame uh of how long you've been like in each other's lives but if you see them really go through things and you go through things and you feel like a a common like level of respect and understanding like that goes so far and that definitely shows you like wow I'm grateful for your presence in my life I'm grateful that you are thriving I'm grateful that I'm thriving you know it just like establishes a new layer in your like emotional intelligence but also just like the way you handle yourself as an individual and that's what makes you more well-rounded and if you are pursuing a creative passion that 
definitely helps you in that pursuit. I love it. I love it. Well, Tara, tell me about your album. When will it be released? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm working on the album now. It's going to be, I'm assuming eight tracks. Okay. And I'm not sure when it's going to be released yet, but we are releasing a single and then the EP first, hopefully by the end of this year or the beginning. What's the EP? Like my, my friend does music and I still don't get it. Oh, it's like the soundtrack, like a soundtrack. It's like, it's like a shorter, like kind of like snippet of like the album, in my opinion, unless they only want it to be on the EP. But basically it's like usually a couple tracks, maybe around 30 minutes or less, you know, and it's just kind of like showcasing work. And it's like, it's not the, it's not a full album yet. They're probably going to like include that music later on their Mm -hmm. other things. So that's why they're putting it as an EP. And it's usually kind of like getting some kind of like a teaser. Is it like a teaser? Like a teaser, yeah. In my opinion, that's usually how it plays out. So I would say kind of like a teaser. I love it. I love it. Tell me about your socials. How can the listeners connect with you? Oh yeah. So on uh, Instagram and TikTok, I am the same username. It's at Botara dot Angel. So it's B O T T A R A dot A N G E L E. So it's like angel with an E at the end. Um. I also have a YouTube channel I just started. I don't have the claimed username yet, but if you look up Otara on gel, same spelling, then you'll find my uh, channel that I just started. And yeah, and if you keep following me on Instagram and all those platforms, then you'll see my updates and you'll see my album come out. And then you can follow me on Spotify too. Any <laughs> projects, like any project, anything we can look forward to, anything we can support you on? Ooh, I can't talk about them just yet because I signed an NDA. Which oh, this is like big. It's like, it's like everyone I go to interview, they're like, I signed. And I'm like, what is that? A non-disclosure agreement. Like I can't say. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. I can't talk about it just yet. But I do have like a lot of PR events I've been going to. So maybe some collaborations that you could look forward to. Also, just like my music is coming out soon enough. So keep out, like, you know, look out. And you could also support me in like my previous projects I've been in. Like I was in Licorice Pizza. Please go watch that movie. <laughs> so things like that, you know, I'm constantly updating. You could check my IMDb too, same spelling and you'll be in the know. I love it. Would you ever do a documentary on your journey? Absolutely. When I get to the point where I feel like it's like everyone would want to watch that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it's time yet. But, but would you, but do you have recordings of you now, like along your journey from before now and in the process? Yeah, I think so. I think I have like a good chunk of stuff where people. So that when, be- so that when you do look back, it's like, wow, look at her journey. Look how far she's gone. And also yeah. because. It, it inspires other people. It says like, wow, like, look, and this is the process because everyone thinks it's all color roses. Like, look at us, it's 11 p.m. in London. Like, you know, we out oh. here doing juggling. We Sometimes we have That's multiple old. side hustles. We're like running yeah. around and it's not always, it's not always what it seems like. It's like, boom, the highlight. And there's always so many little steps, so many little bricks that, um, that we have to climb. But Tara, anything else? No, I mean, I'm. We signed start- the form, so we can't speak about I, that anytime I soon. Speak about it, but I will start vlogging soon. So if you want a little documentary in the works, then you will see that on my YouTube channel. So I love it. I love it. Are you on yeah. Twitter? I'm not on Twitter yet, but it's going to be under the same handle if okay. I do make one. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But Tara, I just oh my gosh, I saw the video of you on the Ellen Show. I was on the Ellen show. That's another thing you could watch me on. <laughs> what, what was that like? It was so great. I had a great experience. I improv the entire time. It was honestly scary because Ellen, like we didn't practice at all. Like we had to come up with our stories on the spot yeah. and Ellen was like staring at me. She was trying to figure out if I was the liar, if I was the kid on her show. Cause that, that was, and she was looking at you like this. Yeah, I was like, like staring. Yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely an experience and I'm so grateful for it because it was so much fun. But yeah, yeah. you're natural. You're a natural at this. Like it, it, you're so good. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. yeah. But Tara, I just want to say thank you for being on Gentle Touch. Thank you for being so, so much light. We definitely need more people like you in this world. Keep shining. Thank you for taking the time to come on Gentle Touch and just how humble you are, how how graceful you are how sweet you are 
and as well you will always be an individual that people go to for our inspiration or to learn from you or you bring like a sense of calmness so anyone that comes to you is like wow it's, it's nice like it's peaceful you know because not everyone's like that like some people you'll be you walk into a presence and you just want to get away because it's too much it's like oh my god like what is going on um especially when you're always changing when you're always working with so many people when you're always especially for me as well I get I'm so much there's so much change so obviously when I see someone with such calming energy I'm like man damn keep going keep shining you shine so bright and you're gonna go so far with so much discipline so much things just just oh my gosh I see you doing such big things girl well thank you so you ever much. coming to Europe oh I love going to Europe I go there pretty frequently a lot of my family lives there so if I'm in London I'm definitely gonna visit you Hola, me girl. We do something fun. We do a cheeky little vlog. Um, yeah, yes, Botara, you are amazing. You shine inside and out, girl. And just knowing how sweet you are and just talking about these subjects, emotional intelligence, having grace, knowing your time is coming, knowing that we should work in an area of abundance are such big topics that not that many people talk about. Like some people are just like, you know what, let's fake it till we make it or let's do this, let's do that. But sometimes it comes within us. And when we work from the inside out, that's when we truly attract abundance and everything we want. So thank you, girl. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. And then we'll be in contact. Okay. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Best of luck. I'm going to watch the movie, girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs>